Bibles today will be in the book of Genesis, the book of Genesis chapter 2. And as you get to Genesis chapter 2, we've uh, we finished up the fruits of the Spirit, uh, some of the things that manifest itself, the things that naturally occur in a Christian's life. And those things happen because of the Holy Spirit. And today, uh, we, we've talked about that fruit of the Spirit and what those fruits of the Spirit are, but I want to spend just a little bit of time uh, this morning talking about fruit, uh, talking about uh, really where it comes from in the world. Uh, if you go out in the world where you'll naturally find fruit and where you should naturally find fruit uh, in a Christian. Uh, when man was first formed, you know, it, it seems like we go back to Genesis a lot here lately. I, I don't... I don't know, I haven't looked at it, but it seems like we go back to Genesis and look at a lot of stuff uh, recently. But in the Garden of Eden, uh, you'll find fruit. And we've been discussing the fruit of the Spirit. I think it's fitting that we go back and we see where was the first fruit mentioned, what was it talked about, and why was it there. So if you stand with me this morning in Genesis chapter 2, verse 8. We'll go 8 and 9, and we'll skip down to 15, just to let you know how we're going to fly through this. Genesis chapter 2. Uh, verse 8, the Word of God says this, And the Lord uh, God planted a garden eastward in Eden, and there He put the man whom He had formed. And out of the ground made the Lord God to grow every tree that is pleasant to the sight and good for food, the tree of life also in the midst of the garden, and the tree of knowledge of good and evil. We're skipping down to verse 15, And the Lord God took the man and put him into the garden of Eden to dress it and to keep it. And the Lord God commanded the man, saying, Of every tree of the garden thou mayest freely eat. And of the tree of knowledge of good and evil thou shalt not eat of it. For in the day thou eatest thereof, thou shalt surely die. Dear Heavenly Father, Lord, we thank you for allowing us to assemble together here this morning. I thank you for this Father's Day, Lord. I pray that you'll watch over these fathers. Thank you for my Father, Lord. And Lord, I pray that you'll watch over this service. Continue to bless, continue to direct. Lord, watch over the, the many illnesses, the many sicknesses, the many heartaches, Lord, that are going on in different families. Uh, uh, be with those in the, in the hospital, the nursing homes, and the, and the military. Lord, we pray uh, that special blessing over our country, that you continue to lead God and direct. And Lord, I pray that you'll uh, bless us here within this service with the scripture that you've impressed upon our hearts. In Jesus' name I ask, amen. Now, uh, you can be seated this morning. We, uh, we want to take, uh, like I said, just a little bit of time to talk about fruit, to talk about uh, uh, trees. Now, in the Garden of Eden, we most of us know the story. It's pretty easy to understand it. Uh, God made man. Uh, God made man. He put him in the midst of the garden. And uh, he pretty much told him uh, what he could eat and what he could not eat. And I was kind of thinking about uh, that this morning of exactly why uh, God formed those two trees. And I 100% I, I think it was choice. I, I believe that God laid before Adam and Eve a choice in their life of, of what they should do. Uh, I don't believe that God in, in a sinful nature created a sinful thing for, for man to go into. He just presented man a choice. He presented man a tree of life, and he presented man a, a tree of the knowledge of good and evil, and he commanded him in Scripture to not partake of that tree. Now, to think about the, the two trees, there's two trees there, and you have the tree of life, uh, and you have the tree of knowledge. Now, the tree of life, uh, uh, they could eat of it, uh, and they could eat of it as much as they want to. They were not commanded uh, not to partake of it. And if you understand from what God says, uh, after they take of the, of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, if they would have eaten of the tree of life, uh, they would have lived forever. 
is what the Bible tries to tell us. Now, uh, the tree of knowledge, uh, uh, they were commanded to not eat it specifically. And when they eat of it, they would surely die. Uh, that's the two trees that are in the Garden of Eden. Now, there's plenty of other trees, I believe. Uh, I think there's plenty of other fruits in that garden. I believe there's plenty of things to look at. Uh, but two specifically is called out. And we have to think about uh, what was the problem with the trees. Now, I want you to realize uh, uh, that the shade that the trees put out was not the problem. Uh, the tree uh, trunk was not the problem in the Garden of Eden. Now, them going over and touching the tree, even though that when the serpent talked to the lady, she said, oh, even if we touch of the tree, if you go over and look, she says, even if we touch of that tree, uh, we're going to die. And that's not what God said. God said, if you take of the tree, if you take the fruit off of the tree and consume it, thou shalt surely die. So it wasn't the shade. It wasn't the branches. It wasn't uh, the trunk. It wasn't anything to do with that tree, the root system. Not, it wasn't the leaves it was the fruit the fruit that was on that tree was the problem there in the garden of eden now it wasn't anything other than what it bared what did the tree put out? And just as we back up to the last three weeks that we've been talking about carpos, the, the, the fruit that we put out within our lives, that thing that naturally occurs, what naturally occurred on those trees is what really mattered. Now, We've looked at the fruits of the trees and we, we understand that, but most of us know uh, beyond the shadow of a doubt uh, that fruit, when it grows on a tree, uh, I want you to think about where fruit grows. I started thinking about that this week when I started thinking about where specifically you would look on a fruit tree. Uh, I don't believe any of us here are dumb enough that if we're going to uh, pick fruit off a tree, we'd go right up to the tree trunk and we'd look right up the base of the tree looking for fruit. Uh, have you ever seen fruit grow right on the side of a trunk of a tree? It doesn't happen that way. Now, fruit grows on a tree. Uh, anything grows on a vegetable for the most part. Fruit, I don't think anything that you can think of is new growth. It's pieces that come off the main part, okay? And most of us know that. Uh, we don't go up the trunk. We don't go up the base. Uh, we look where? We look at the branches of the tree. We look at the branches that come out and the fruits of the tree. I want you to realize something. If you cut the branches off of a tree, it will bear no fruits. It will bear no seeds. It will never grow and flourish. I'll tell you this, that if you constantly cut all the, the branches off, it will kill that tree. You can't do that. You have to let it grow. Now, if the branches are removed, you have no fruit. And the fruits of the Spirit, praise the Lord, are manifest on the branches. In John chapter 15, verse 1, if you have your Bibles, you're welcome to look with me. John 15, verse 1. I like John because John gives the I am's of Jesus Christ and I love looking at the I am's. But this particular verse in John 15, 1, it says, I am the true vine and my father is the husbandman. In verse 2, it says, every branch in me that beareth not fruit, he taketh away. And every branch that beareth fruit, he purgeth that it may bring forth more fruit. Now ye are clean through the word which I have spoken unto you. Abide in me, and I in you, as the branch cannot bear fruit of itself, except it abide in the vine. No more can ye, except ye abide in me. What does it say again in verse 5? It says, I am the vine. Ye are the branches. He that abideth in me, and I in him, the same bringeth forth much fruit." For without me, you can do nothing. Now, 
There's a lot going on in 15, 1 through 5, and we don't want to spend all morning because I could go for a while uh, thinking about the true vine. Uh, uh, but there's some things that I really want to point out uh, in this piece of Scripture. Uh, now, Jesus is the true vine. That's the first thing that we can think of. That's the first thing we need to realize is that Jesus is that main trunk. Jesus is the main vine. Uh, he's talking about a vine and a vineyard. Now, if you understand how a tree works, hey, a vine is the same thing that's growing loose and growing sideways and going down something. Uh, there's a main trunk branch of that vine. And if you inspect a, a grapevine, go to a vineyard and understand how that works. Uh, you have a main vine going down and you have branches that come off of it. And those are what put out the fruit uh, the same way a fruit tree works. Most of you have seen an apple tree, I hope. Uh, most of you have understood how that works. Uh, you see apples growing on the branches that come off the main piece. Now Jesus says that I am the true vine. Jesus is the main part of your life. Jesus is what should hold you up. It should keep you grounded, keep you upright. It should hold you in place. And beyond that, if you do not have fruit from this piece of Scripture, you are not His. Understand that this morning. It says that if you do not have fruit, uh, if you uh, if you continue to grow and you don't do not do not put out fruit, uh, it says that the husbandman will come and cut it away. You're nothing. You don't belong there. You are not one of His. And in the end, uh, it says very clearly that you will perish. You can stay on that vine all you want to. You can pretend to be where you're supposed to be. Uh, but in the end, when the Lord calls His children home, uh, you will not be included. And if you are putting out fruit, I want you to realize something from this piece of Scripture. If you are a Christian... And you have fruit, and you say, Zach, what kind of fruit should we have? Hey, we preached on it for three weeks. Uh, if you ain't caught on to what kind of fruit you got on your life, uh, uh, the fruit of the Spirit that grows within yourself, those nine things, hey, oh, I ain't going to back up and color those, cover those tracks again. The joy, the love, the peace, uh, my goodness, all the things that He gives us, those fruits that come within ourselves. If you put out fruit, what does it say? It says that every branch that beareth fruit, in verse 2, it says what? He purgeth. What does that mean, preacher? Yeah. To purge means he goes in and he cuts it a little bit. Says, Zach, what does that really mean? Well, we could preach that in another message too, but what he does, he gives you an opportunity to put out more fruit. You put out some little bit of fruit, ah, I tell you what, church, you'll be blessed. I know because I've experienced it, I've seen it, I've witnessed it in people's life. All they have to do is put forth a little bit of effort, and when they see fruit from their life, they get more fruit. They start to be more loving. They love one person, the next thing you know, they love two people. The next thing you know, they're loving four people. The next thing you know, uh, whole families are just loving each other. A community is just loving each other. Uh, we see pink things just explode. Uh, you've probably seen movies or have seen stories or, or heard things where you just pass it along, do five kind things, and tell somebody else to do five, five kind things and pass it on and pass it on. Hey, I want you to realize something. That's from God. It says that if you have these fruits, you're going to have more. That's what we get from the vine. The vine will continue to give us what we need. We just need to put out some fruits. Another thing that we look at and see is that you alone cannot bear fruit. Have you ever seen a branch fall off a tree, lay on the ground, sprout a blossom by itself without no tree, and a branch just lay there and grow fruit? It doesn't work. 
As soon as that branch is cut off, it's within 24 hours or quicker that it will turn brown, it will turn rough looking, it may take a little longer, it's, it's eventually going to die. It's going to be able to do nothing. The branch has to have the tree. Uh, us Christians today, uh, uh, you may be able to go out and serve, you think, as much as you want to. Uh, you may put out fictitious fruits uh, uh, that you think are good, but if they're not based, uh, if they're not founded on the Word of God, if they're not based on Jesus Christ and His love, you're not going to put anything out. You're going to continue to work. And I'll tell you, even as a Christian, I, I tried to go treeless uh, without the tree and try to do my own thing before. I have. I don't know about y'all, but I've been found guilty of saying, well, I think this is good, so I'll do it this way. And I may have fictitious fruits, okay? To me, they taste good, but to God, they don't taste any good. They're tart. They've been picked early. Okay, they've been left too long. They got bugs in them. Uh, that's the kind of fruit that I produce. Okay, I can't put out anything good. But if you go back to the true vine, if you stay connected to Jesus Christ, if you're doing things in His honor and in His will, you'll do them right every time. I'll, I'll promise you that, church. If you do it right, I want you to realize something about a fruit tree, and it may tear some people up to think about this, but you know, a fruit tree has to be taken care of. It has to be groomed. It has to be snipped back here and there. Just as my husband comes in, he takes care of that tree. Uh, uh, my daddy's got a big old apple tree in his backyard, and I want to tell you some a little bit about that tree. Uh, that tree got just ginormous. I'm talking about it got so big, had so many apples on it. It was so beautiful and we thought that thing was the ticket we thought that was exactly what that fruit tree needed but i want to tell you about what happened to the apples on that fruit tree uh, the fruit tree got so big so quick uh, that the apples weren't no bigger than my fist uh, uh, in fact they might have been half the size of my fist uh, of the fruit that it was putting out uh, it, it was two bites out of an apple i remember my mama going out and picking apples she does this every year she'll go out and pick them apples uh, and she'll make homemade uh, fried apple pies now you can tell that I grew up in a house. Mama cooked homemade fried apple pies uh, every chance she got. I probably ate more than I needed to. But when she went out that year and got those apples, there wasn't nothing to them. She had to probably cut up 50 apples to make just a few pies because they went so small. And what did my daddy have to do? He had to go get his chainsaw, get some stuff, or trim back some limbs, shape that tree up. It may not have been what my daddy had planned. That tree was a lot smaller than my daddy really wanted. But what did it do as a tree? It put out good fruit. Now, sometimes in our lives we have to cut things off that we really don't want to cut off. We want to hang on to everything that we've got going on. Even before, you know, there was a main tree branch that stuck out of that tree deader than a doornail. You know, my daddy left it there. I don't know why. He left it growing there and growing there. It never put out anything. And eventually we knew that that disease that was in that branch was going to go down and kill that tree. It was going to kill it. Just as that fruit tree, I want you to understand something today. You have to trim it up. You have to take care of it. You have to do not really what you think is right, but what's best for the tree. What's best for the main vine. What's best for Jesus Christ in your life. Okay? We have to do that. And it's not always what you think. It's not always what you want. But it's what Jesus wants. The tree had to be trimmed, and even though the, the biggest part of that tree, my daddy was so proud of that tree, he finally went out there and cut the top right out of that tree. Ugly, 
golly, that tree was ugly. Drug that thing out in the woods, tried to burn it. But we had a half a tree sitting there hanging out through the, the backyard. I think it made my daddy sick, but you know what? That next year, them was the best apples that probably ever put out. Because the tree had what it needed. The tree was in the right place. Even though daddy had to do something he didn't want to do, the tree was better off. God sometimes will step in and take things out of your life that you don't need. You ain't going to like it. God will step in sometimes and show you that you don't need this in your life. And you're going to step back and say, show me, God. Prove it. And he's going to prove you wrong. That apple tree looked rough. And I tell you what, life isn't always what it plans out to be. It isn't always as pretty as we'd like it to be. We don't always have the nicest stuff, the nicest families, the nicest homes. Hey, I'll hit every base. You don't always have the best of everything, praise the Lord. But you got what you need. Jesus will bless. Now, just as the fruit tree, carpos, if we use that New Testament, the fruits of the Spirit, just as, the, just as those fruits come from trees, just as those things come out, the natural things that, that come from knowing Jesus as your personal Savior, carpos, fruits of the Spirit, the same thing is fruit that comes from trees. Say, Zach, yeah, I'm, I'm trying to get you to tie it all together here. Even from the very beginning, we back up to Genesis. There's two trees. Both of them had fruit. Both trees in the book of Genesis, in the very beginning, the good and of Eden, the tree of knowledge of good and evil, they had fruit that was beautiful. The serpent even talked about how beautiful that it was, about how nice it was. I, I think it was just something to look upon. I, I think about a beautiful orange tree or a beautiful apple tree. That's, I love fruit tree looking at that. A big, beautiful peach tree. It's got big old peaches all over it. My goodness, that the beauty of it. I don't know what kind of fruits there were. I'm not going to try to pretend that I know. But there was a fruit of the knowledge of good and evil, and there was a fruit of the tree of life in that garden. And even though they had those two trees, they had two different kinds of outcomes. Okay? You had one, praise the Lord. That one was worthy to be cast in the lake of fire. One was worthy to be given eternal life. One was enticed by a serpent to take of it. One was given freely by the king of kings. One would just bless you all over and give you life eternal. One of them would kill you dead. We go through life and we got two fruit trees. The fruit tree that Satan wants you to eat of and perish and the fruit tree that comes from the true vine today. You have two types of fruits that you can bear. There's two types of fruits from the very beginning in the Garden of Eden that they took thereof. And there's two types of fruits with the New Testament that you can take of. And that's fruit that comes from the Holy Spirit and that's fruit that comes from Satan. That's deceitfulness, that's lying, that's murder, that's anger. Hey, we can preach all morning on the fruits of Satan. But you have two fruits to choose from. You know, we've always, we've always had a choice, church. We've always had a choice. You've always got a choice to do good or do bad. You do. You can be mean right here. And, and this morning you can walk by me and say, Preacher, I didn't really like that message. <laughs> I thought it was horrible. You can walk by somebody and tell them that you love them. You can do bad or good with everything. that Your fruit that you bear is a constant reminder of Jesus' saving grace. And I want you to realize something. Uh, these, these fruit that we bear are from Jesus Christ.
or they're from Satan. What kind of fruit are we bearing? I want to ask you today, church, are you part of the true vine? Are you part of the true vine? You know, there's a time, of com- a time coming that Jesus is going to call his children home. There is. I don't know when it'll be. Maybe in a thousand years, maybe next week. You know, I trust in knowing that I am one of His. I am part of the true vine. It says very clearly that the wheat will grow with the tares. And what do they say? Well, we won't take up the tares because it will destroy the wheat. We'll just gather them all up at one time and we'll sort everything out in the end. In the very end, church, I want you to realize something. We're going to be separated. There's going to be sheep on one side. There's going to be goats on the other. Jesus will do the sorting out. Jesus will know the fruits that you have. Jesus will know which tree you belong to. You have the tree of knowledge of good and evil, and you have the tree of life, the true vine. There will be virgins there waiting for the bridegroom that say they're going to wait till the last minute to get their oil, and you're going to have the other virgins that say we're going to go ahead and get ready for the bridegroom to come. Those are the two trees to choose from. Are you going to be ready uh, for the Savior to come back? Are you going to have your oil ready? Are you going to have your lamps trimmed? Or are you going to let everything burn out and not be ready when Jesus comes back? As they get a verse of some song ready this morning, I want you to say, I want you to, say to yourself, Am I a Christian? Do I have fruits? Do I have the fruits of the Spirit? And is Jesus my Lord? That's really what you need to ask yourself this morning, church. I don't, I don't care who you, who you are, where you're from, and I don't know your life, and I don't know your salvation, but I do know this. The Bible tells us very clearly that you will bear fruits. What kind of fruits are you putting out? Is it fruits of the Spirit, or is it fruits of Satan? Is it fruit from the tree of life, or is it fruit from the knowledge of good and evil? Is it fruit that you can place and say, God has put these things in my life. God has blessed me. God has given me these fruits. And beyond a shadow of a doubt, the things that are going on in my life are from God. Can we say that today? I'm asking you today, church, what tree 